Well, if you'd like to take a seat, and if I could have the children come up to the front and sit uh, somewhere on the carpet at the front here. I only need a little bit of space so you can come uh, right in. That's it. Up you come. Have a, have a seat. You're coming up. So you can come, you can come forward of the, of the chairs there, Isabel and Phoebe. That's it. Come right, come right round. Okay, come in, come in all, all the way round here. That's it. Well done, Toby, Micah. So you probably realised it's uh, an all-age service uh, this morning. It's all right, I went in there. Yeah, thanks. So we're going to look at the parable of the sower. Who here has a? I'll just move back. I'm a little bit close to you. I think. Who here has a teacher that they really like? Put your hands up if you've got a teacher that you really like. That's. Pretty much all of you. That is really encouraging. Okay, hands down. Now, I'm guessing that you like this teacher uh, because they're kind. You know uh, that they want you to do well, and they make learning fun and exciting. Am I right? Yeah. Well, do you know that Jesus was the most amazing teacher, and he used to teach in parables? Can anyone tell me what a parable is? Anyone give me an idea what a parable is? Phoebe, what's a parable? Some, uh, not exactly, but a good try. Go on, Micah. A parable is a story. A parable is a short story that's meant to get our imaginations working. Parables make us ask questions, and they make us think about who we are and who we want to become. And Jesus didn't speak in parables to teach us facts. Jesus spoke in parables to change our hearts. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at some of Jesus' parables uh, taken from uh, Matthew's Gospel. Now, Jesus spoke a lot about the kingdom of heaven. What is the kingdom of heaven, you might ask? Well, the kingdom of heaven is anywhere that Jesus is king. So if Jesus is king of our lives, then we belong to the kingdom of heaven. And today's parable is meant to challenge us. Uh, How will we respond to Jesus' teaching about the kingdom of heaven. But before we go on, I want to help you understand what it means to respond to something because we all respond to things every day. So if I can get you to stand up. If I can get you to stand up. That's it. Everyone stand up. Well done. So I am going to give you some everyday things that might happen and I want you to mime how you might respond to these things. So, for example, if I said that you heard a really loud, ear-splitting noise, how might you respond to that? Show me what you do. Oh, yeah, that's it. You cover your ears. Okay, so let's see how we go with this. So, uh, someone kicks a football really hard, and it's flying straight towards your face. How would you respond to that? What would you do? Okay, no, 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 one, no one's going to head it away. Okay, no footballers, but yeah, okay, we make sure we don't get hit in the face with that. Okay, you receive a party invitation. How are you going to respond to that? Okay, and what about um, your friend is coming round, and you know it's your friend, and they knock at the door. What do you do? How do you respond? (laughs) Okay, so you're, you're all opening the door. What was that you were doing there, Toby? You fall over with with excitement. 
It's fantastic. Okay, uh, last one then. You're given a present. What do you do? What, how do you respond? You're given a present. Yeah, you might say thank you. And then you open your present, you're excited. Excellent. Okay, so you get the idea. So if you have a seat again, we respond to things every day, but how will we respond to Jesus' teaching about the kingdom of heaven? Well, Jesus told a parable about a farmer who sowed some seed in the field. Should we just look, watch a one-minute uh, video clip just to remind us what happened in that parable? Let's just watch that. And so, as he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground, where it did not have much soil. And immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. And after the sun had risen, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Other seeds fell into the good soil. And as they grew up and increased, they yielded a crop and produced thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. So, in the parable, who do you think the farmer is? Who do you think the farmer Tawana? Jesus, God? Yep, the, the farmer is God, uh, Jesus. And this is a trickier one. Uh, what do you think the seed represents in the parable? Hang on, I'll come back to you. We'll see who is an Adarius. One, one seed is, is one human. No, not exactly, but a good, good try. I, would, I wasn't expecting anyone. You got any ideas, Phoebe? Life. Life, not exactly. Micah? Were you going to say the same? Do you know the, the seed in the parables is the word of God? And more specifically, Jesus' teaching about the kingdom of heaven. And lots of people hear God's word, but how will they respond? We've heard God's word, but how will we respond? Uh, So let's look at what happened to the seed. What happened to the first lot of seed that the farmer sowed? Where did it land? Where did uh, Anyang? Where there wasn't? Uh, where, there, where there wasn't much soil, I think there may even be an image of it, but more specifically, where Angus, not so much a bad soil, but along the, Caitlin, along the side of the road, along the path, the first, so all good answers, but the seed fell along the path. And what happened to the seed that fell on the path? Marcellus? The birds ate it. Exactly right. The birds came and pecked up the seed. Now, Jesus is talking about all the people who hear God's word, but they don't understand it. They don't even know that it's good news. And Jesus says, Satan comes and snatches it away from them like birds eating seed from a path. Uh, And if you hear something that you don't understand, then you probably won't respond correctly to it. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to see how you respond to it. Okay, And the question is this, 
Okay, I have in my possession a receptacle containing ambrosial morsels. Might you be partial to one? So what do you think? Put your hand up if your answer is no. Put your hand up if your answer is no. Put your hand up if your answer is yes. Good. Courage of your conviction. I like that, Phoebe. Put your hand up if you're not sure how to respond to that question, if you're really not sure what it even meant. Okay. Let me put the question a different way. So, I have a container uh, full of lollies. Who would like one? Okay. So, you all know exactly how to respond to that. Uh, When you understand what I'm saying, uh, when you know that what I'm saying is good news, you know exactly how to respond. You all put your hands up uh, straight away. And I do have have a container full of lollies. They're here. And uh, you might get one at the end of the service, but we need really good uh, listening. That's not bribery, it's incentivization. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so they're there at the end providing your uh, parents don't mind me feeding you too many tooth-decaying lollies, you'll be able to have one at the end. So in Jesus' day, there were lots of people who didn't really understand his message. And today, there are lots of people who don't understand the good news of uh, the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, But this isn't because Jesus spoke in a way that we couldn't possibly understand. Uh, The truth is some people don't want to understand Jesus' message. Uh, Some people uh, don't want to respond to Jesus' message because if we respond, it probably means we've got to change and people don't want to change. Jesus said this about people. He said, even though they see, they don't really see. And even though they hear, they don't really hear and they don't understand. Have you ever pretended not to hear something? Adults as well. Put your hand up if you've ever pretended not to hear someone. Some of you are not owning up to it, but I bet we've all done this. You know, uh, there's a name for it. It's called selective hearing. Now, you know what it's like. Your your mum or your dad calls you for dinner and you're in the middle of something and you just want to finish the game that you're playing or you've never done that. Maybe. Or you just want to read to the end of the page. Or you just want to finish the drawing that you're doing. So you hear, but you don't respond. It's as if you've uh, not heard or understood what's being asked. I bet we've all done that at some point, haven't we? I bet we have. And it's the same with Jesus' teaching. A lot of people don't want to understand. And Jesus said this, he said, uh, those who understand, those who want to know God, they will understand more and more. But those who don't understand or those who don't really want to know God, they will understand less and less. And that's what Jesus meant when he says, whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance, they'll have lots. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. So that's the seed that fell on the path and got eaten by the birds. What happened to the next lot of seed? Can you remember where it fell? Where did it fall? Um, Toby. You know what happened? What happened? It got scorched by the sun. Okay, so where did it fall? The seed that... Taropa? 
on the rocky ground. Exactly right. Uh, it sprung up quickly because of its, uh, the, the shallow soil, as Toby said. But then the sun came out and scorched it, and it just withered away to nothing. And this is the people who hear Jesus' message, and they say, this is great. Surely this is the truth. I'm going to follow Jesus. But then when following Jesus becomes difficult, they give up. And following Jesus can be really tough. Uh, people might laugh at us. Uh, people uh, might hate us. People might be really mean to us just because we follow Jesus. Do you know there's some places in the world where it's really dangerous to be a Christian? And we're blessed. We're very fortunate. It's not dangerous to be a Christian here in Australia. We can come to church. We can worship God. And we're not in fear uh, by doing that. But let, let me show you what it could be like to follow Jesus. So... I have here a gift. Okay, stand up if you would like this gift. No hesitation. So, I have to tell you though, that receiving this gift has consequences. Okay? (laughs) Straight away. Okay, receiving this gift has consequences. And I'm going to tell you what the consequences are. And... At any point, if you think, okay, well, that's, I, that's not, just not worth it. I can't do that. Then, then sit down. Okay? So the first, the first consequence, okay, is someone in your class is going to call you unkind names if you accept this gift. Okay? Toby's decided that's not so bad. So he's up again. Good. <laughs> okay. So uh, if you accept this gift, a group of children are going to point and laugh at you. Okay, fair enough. If you accept this gift, your best friend is not going to want to play with you anymore. Okay, that's a tough one, isn't it? That's a tough one. If you accept this gift, your parents are going to throw you out of home. Of course, they're not. They love you. That would never happen. We're just thinking about what could happen in other parts of the world. If you accept this gift, your parents might throw you out of home. A lot of you not bothered about that. Fair enough. If you accept this gift, you'd have to go to prison for the rest of your lives. Would you tell... Okay, so an oh no, but you still stood up. But mixed reactions there. But uh, Say again. I'm a monster. I'm not going to do these things. You see, this, this gift, this gift represents Jesus. And... In fact, you can, you can all sit down now. You can all sit down. So the gift, the gift represents Jesus. And Jesus offers us forgiveness and everlasting life, a friendship with God that lasts forever. And you know what? The reality is there are consequences to following Jesus. But the consequences are nothing. They're nothing compared to the value of the gift. So, Where did the next lot of seed fall? Where did the next lot of seed fall? Go, Micah. No, we're not there yet. I might ask you next. Caitlin? Um, 
on the ground where there were thorns, exactly right. And uh, the, the, the seed grew and the thorns grew and the plants got choked by the thorns. And this is the people who accept Jesus' teaching, but then other things come and distract them. So instead of spending time with Jesus, they spend time doing anything and everything else, especially trying to get rich and live a comfortable life. Now, my parents were here earlier in the year. You might remember. Who remembers seeing my parents? Anyone remember seeing my parents? Two of you. They're obviously very memorable parents. But my pa- and Toby as well. But my parents were here last year, and uh, my dad loves cricket. He used to love playing cricket. Now he loves watching cricket. Now, supposing I said to my dad. Um, Dad, on Saturday, we're going to go and watch a cricket. Now, this would be an amazing opportunity for me to spend time with my father. And we'd both be really looking forward to that. But imagine when Saturday comes, if I say, OK, Dad, we're going to see the cricket today, but I've got to do something first. First, I've got to go and wash a car. So I go and wash the car. So I go and wash the car. So I finish washing the car, and I say, Dad, we are going to go and watch the cricket, uh, but first, I've just got to check my bank balance online. So I go and do that. And once I finish doing that, I said, Dad, we, 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 we'll, we'll go in a little while, but before we go, I, I've just got to cut the grass. The grass is getting long. I'm going to mow the lawn. I'm going to get it done quickly, but I'm going to get it done. So I get the lawn cut, and then I finish doing that. I say, oh, it's Sunday tomorrow. I haven't got a sermon. I better write a sermon. So I'll just do that before we go. So I start trying to write a sermon. And so it goes on. And in the end, I run out of time. And I let everything else get in the way of spending time with my father. And we never get to have that quality time together. Wouldn't that be a shame? Don't you think that'd be a shame? Well, that's what Jesus is saying. He says there are some people who believe the message, but they let everything else get in the way of following Jesus. And so Jesus never really becomes king in their lives. So finally, what happens to the last of the seed? What kind of soil does it fall into, Micah? Exactly, the soft, good soil. This is the people who hear God's word, they understand it, they respond to it, they invite Jesus to be king of their lives, and they don't let anything else get in the way of their relationship with Jesus. So even when life is tough, they keep following Jesus. Even when everyone else is distracted, running around, trying to make money and get rich, they keep following Jesus. Even when... uh, other people are too too busy to bother with God. They keep following Jesus. They keep following Jesus no matter what. And they produce a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Let me just explain to you what that means. So so what's this? What's this? Saropa. Corn, it's it, very close, it's wheat, but what specifically, Phoebe? Seeds. seeds. It's grains of wheat, seeds of wheat. Now, if I took one of these seeds and I planted it in really good soil and the, the sun came and the rain came, what would happen to that seed? Marcellus. 
It would grow. It would grow up into a stalk of wheat, which would look something like this. Can you see all the grains, all the seed on this wheat? How many do you reckon there are? Have a guess. How many do you think there are, Angus? Pardon? 26. 36. That's a good guess. What do you think? 100. What do you think? Too many to count? What do you think? 200. 200. I don't even know. But there are lots, aren't there? There's lots more than they started with. So one grain produces all those other grains. And you know, each of those grains or each of those seeds could then go on to produce loads more. So one little seed can produce thousands upon thousands.